At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us. And we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Burke5. And we are with the Beast, uh, with Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, who you can follow on Twitter at Beeson Live. And tonight, we got a fellow Beeson host joining us in about 10 minutes, Tim Murray host of the nightcap here on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. He'll be joining us to talk all things hoops. We've got updated series prices heading into game two, even with a couple of those teams that have already played one game. We'll take a look at those and how they've updated and if they're worth a bet. I got a couple that I've played thus far, as well as many other in terms of some props tonight and looking forward to tomorrow with some plays on the ice. And speaking of some hockey, we'll discuss it more so with Adam Burke, who does a great job covering hockey and baseball, which we'll also dissect with him later on the show. So plenty to come your way in regards to playoff betting with hockey and basketball and, of course, Major League Baseball. But let's get you started with some of those updated NBA series prices after this weekend and really just looking forward to the games and the series that haven't begun just yet. Now, with the one that's about to tip off in about 25 minutes, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, the updated series price after game one, Brooklyn got the solid dub in that game despite James, James Harden having you know minimal playing time, about a minute in that spot. It looks like he will be out once again for this game. But in terms of the series price, you see the Nets laying about $2. They're at about minus 220 or so. 
just as of late, it's come down a little bit, but they're in about that $2 range. Milwaukee about plus 160 to plus 175, but it seems like Milwaukee's gotten a little bit of the attention in terms of the series price. And look, I mean, this is kind of where we saw the Nets to begin with, and you saw them take control in game one. Now, in terms for game two with the spread, I mean, we saw it open two in favor of Brooklyn, but everything's been moving in the favor of Milwaukee. So if you want to bet Brooklyn with the series price, even though you're laying $2, I would just say wait. Because, again, you know, this game, in terms of where the market's going, big movement in favor of Milwaukee. Now, that's not to say that I necessarily think Milwaukee's going to win. But, you know, if Milwaukee does win, obviously you're going to get a little bit better price on Brooklyn heading back to Milwaukee for games three and four. And even if Brooklyn wins this game as well, I mean, look at this. On the road, the Bucks are about a point favorite, right? So imagine them down 2-0. They're going back home. You could just look to bet Brooklyn instead on a game-to-game -game basis. If it's going to be around Milwaukee being a favorite, then you get Brooklyn as a dog, or it could be around a pick -em kind of price. So uh, that's the way I would really go. I wouldn't rush to lay the $2 with Brooklyn, but that's the updated series price we're seeing with the Nets and the Bucks. about $2 as the favorite for Brooklyn, and at Bet Rivers, Milwaukee catching about plus 160 now, let's look at that Suns and Nuggets series price this series starting tonight. This is going to be a fun one. And we see Phoenix minus 220 as the favorite to win this series. Denver plus 175 on the other side. Now, the way we handicapped this, we looked at the series spread. And we'll get to that in just a few moments. But a lot of people looking toward Phoenix to kind of just get rid of Denver here. I mean, in terms of the backcourt, the big advantage with Phoenix, how can DeAndre Ayton limit, if at all, Nikola Jokic? That's the huge question in this series. But, you know, as great as Jokic can be, is that going to be enough to suffice for Denver to hang in this series? Personally, I don't think so too much. And again, we'll get into this deeper in the play that I do have with this series. Minus 220, a little bit too much delay. So in about five minutes or so, I'll give you kind of the other angle we went with. But that's what that series price is looking like down in Phoenix. And then how about the 76ers and the Hawks? So this one, you actually could have got plus money on Philly about yesterday. And I know VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel did. I'm a little salty because I wasn't around my phone too much yesterday. And I did play it. I did take Philly minus 118 to win this series against Atlanta, who now you're seeing Philly minus 122. And Atlanta is even money. Yes, Philadelphia came out to such a bad start. Very slow. And the Hawks look great. I understand that. But it still just seemed like a huge overreaction in terms of game one and what happened. I mean, Philly came back into that game in the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid questionable for the next game. You're, for the next game, you're probably going to see that for every game in this series, you would assume, just because he's probably not 100% healthy. But still, the Sixers team, you know, we're kind of used to them having these disappointing lulls in the postseason. But I still truly think that they are the deepest team in the Eastern Conference. And for the fact that there's this big of an overreaction because of what happened in game one to where they were priced before the series started as about a $2 favorite or so, I think you jump back in on Philly here. You take advantage of the solid price with them. Again, minus 122, it's not as great as it was where it opened with the revisited series price. But still, you see a lot of money going toward Philly because of what we were saying in overreaction to game one. Once again, welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, doing it live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook per usual. We got plenty of coverage coming your way for tonight's postseason NBA action and the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs as well. 
already got the one game going on right now. Uh, Boston up 1-0 as I'm looking at the big screen here in the sports book. So a lot of fans in the crowd happy with the Bruins' early goal. Uh, goal 1-0 is what they're leading against the Islanders right now. So we'll keep you updated on the price and the score of that game naturally. We'll preview the Golden Knights and the Avalanche tomorrow, a play I like in that game early on. And we got some Winnipeg Jets and Montreal Canadiens action also to look forward to this evening. Tim Murray going to be joining us in five minutes to talk some hoops and to talk some baseball in NHL. Adam Burke does a great job hitting on both of those. We'll get some of his plays in about 45 minutes to wrap things up. But again, basically what we were starting out with is these adjusted series prices and just looking at them for a couple of the series that have already begun and just looking toward the pre-flop ones for those that haven't started. Now with the 76ers and Hawks series, again, you know, this one to me was a huge overreaction. I bet Philly minus 118 to win the series this morning. I know you could have got it for plus money yesterday, but I still think it's a good look here for Philadelphia, who, yes, came out to such a slow start, but I do think they are the better team against Atlanta. And, yeah, they got to win this game, too, and I think they do. I give them the advantage still pending what happens with Joel Embiid. I mean, he's questionable, but... You know, you're hoping and thinking he's probably going to play at least maybe limited action. But still, I like this Philly team. They're now minus 122. Would certainly still look to betting them more so than I would Atlanta for their series price. And really quick, because I want to get back to the Suns one, but uh, the series price with the Jazz and the Clippers, Los Angeles were seen at about plus 105. The Jazz minus 130. And I, to be honest, I have no strong thoughts on this one because Utah has been off for a decent amount of time now. In Los Angeles, like I've been saying, I mean, I thought they were the deepest team in the West, and maybe they still can be, despite what happened in that first-round series and how you know disappointing and volatile they can be. The only way I would go, I suppose, is taking the plus money with the Clippers. But again, I think I'm going to wait to see what happens in Game 1. Uh, the market seems to be moving a little bit toward Los Angeles, taking the points in that spot. But again, we'll kind of get to that in a little bit with Tim Murray. But that one I'm staying away from. However, bet the Sixers on the series price. And then the other one that we did handicap and kind of tee up last week, how about the Suns with their series spread? Now, if you did a little bit of shopping, this one had some discrepancies. And to lay the one and a half with the series spread, meaning that the Suns can sweep, win in five, or win in six. They win in seven, you lose. Or obviously, if the Nuggets win in any capacity, you would lose that bet as well. But I found plus 115 out here, which is a really solid price, in my opinion, compared to what you're seeing in other spots. So the Suns minus one and a half for the series spread, I think, is the good look as opposed to laying the minus 220 for the overall series. Because, look, I mean, yeah, the Nuggets, uh, the Nuggets got the best of them in the season two to one for the season series. But both wins came in overtime against Phoenix, too. And one game went to double overtime out of those. And Jamal Murray was in the mix. So you got to consider that. Now he's going to be absent. And again, like I said, the concerns are, can DeAndre Ayton limit Jokic? And no, he's not going to be able to. Jokic is still going to get his stuff. He's still going to get his job done. He's going to get his bread and everything. But the Nuggets' backcourt is what is kind of the liability to me and why I like Phoenix. The defense is better. Offensively, they're pretty much neck and neck when you're looking at points per possession. But defensively, Denver ranked 11th, and then you get Phoenix at about 6. So I get you can do the exact series price, and a lot of people are liking Phoenix to win this one in 6. But, you know, I'm still taking a little bit of plus money here at plus 115, and you're getting more security with three different ways they can win. I'm not saying they're going to sweep or I have that much confidence they're going to win in five. But again, again, a little bit plus money or plus money with getting the specific one. So, again, lay the one and a half on the series spread with the Phoenix Suns and their series against the Nuggets. It's going to be a fun one for sure. But let's bring in Tim Murray now to get a little bit deeper into these series prices. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at one Tim Murray and host of the Nightcap Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. 
So, Sam, I, I don't know how much you've been getting into these series prices and everything, but naturally we were just getting into all the updated ones, uh, odds courtesy of Bet Rivers. And, you know, this Bucks and Nets one, the Nets got the solid game performance really in game. I mean, they just dominated the whole way through, and it, it was surprising because Milwaukee defensively you thought would be able to keep up, especially with Harden being limited. But, you know, this adjusted price, now you're seeing it at about $2 in favor of Brooklyn, the Bucks plus 165 What's your thought on this overall series, and how do you think Milwaukee responds in game two? Yeah, Danny, appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, I, I, earlier today I took the Bucks on the money line. It feels like it's uh, maybe a little square to be doing that, but I, I just think this is such a desperate spot for the Bucks. I know they're on the road, and, and the old saying is a series doesn't truly start until the home team loses uh, a game. Uh, or sorry, the uh, yeah home team loses the game. But I, I just think it's such an important spot for the Bucks tonight, as you mentioned. No James Harden, and I, I think there is going to be a little bit of uh, you know meeting in the middle. I, I don't fully anticipate the Bucks to shoot as poorly as they did. You know, shooting just six for thirty from from three. So I think this is a bounce back spot for the Bucks. And you know, one thing, you know, I Budenholzer has gotten Danny. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, I think he's done a good job in, in resting his players during the regular season. But it's the playoffs now, man. What, what are we doing playing Giannis 35 minutes? I mean, this is this is a situation where your big boys have got to be out there 38, 40 minutes. And I think tonight is one of those nights uh, where where the Bucks really need to to press it. You know, as you mentioned, no Harden. And you think back to early May without Harden and they were able to win a pair of games. So I think this is so vital for the Bucks to take care of business tonight. Uh, I have them on the money line. If you did it earlier today, you were able to grab it at a plus price. I, I would still recommend doing it. It's still a short, you know, uh, you know, short price. Look around. You might be able to find something. Um, you know, looking at it right now, you know, minus one twenty-five or so. If you can find a minus one twenty, uh, I would still look at that because I, I just think this is such an important uh, series. And you know, you, you mentioned those series prices, Danny. I know you've talked about them. Um, you know, think about where this series was prior to game one. And it, it, it really was around the series price that we're seeing right now. Um, when this thing got up to $2 for the bucks, I, I end up bite, uh, biting on it. And I, I would not touch this series price right now because I was a bit disappointed by what I saw on Saturday afternoon from the bucks. I, I expected more. I thought they would take care of business. And they didn't. And, and, and really, the score, in my opinion, wasn't indicative of, of how that game played out. I thought Brooklyn played an excellent game. So um, I would say this. If you are in the camp of, you know, this Brooklyn team is unstoppable, then I, I, I wouldn't disagree with, you know, where we are on this series, price and maybe looking at that. But I do think tonight is a night where the Bucks try to flex a little bit. We're seeing the odds move in that favor. So I, I would expect the Bucks to make this a series tonight. But um, you know, overall from Saturday, I was really impressed by, you know, what I saw from uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. And, and you know, one thing, though, are we going to expect an 18 and 14 performance again from Blake Griffin? I mean, that, I think that's the one right. thing that, you know, things tend to tend to uh, regress. Yeah, I, and that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I mean, I had a friend who was just talking to me, thinking, oh, you know, look at this Nets team. They still have Kyrie. They still have KD. They don't need Arden because they got Blake Griffin. I was like, well, 
you know, you can't just take what Blake Griffin did off game one because that's not really indicative of what he's actually been doing with this team. And defensively, he's really been a liability. So you can't count on Blake Griffin to do that every night, as you were alluding to. And at the same time, Tim, I mean, you look at the Bucks side, you know, Chris Middleton really did not have that strong of a performance. You got to expect a bounce back from him. He's got to be in the lower 20s, at least, for this Milwaukee team to compete and keep up with this offense that we always see from Brooklyn. So, look, it's not going to shock me to see Milwaukee get the dub here. Personally, I'm staying away because nothing would shock me because, I mean, obviously Brooklyn still has the talent enough all around to get the job done, but we are seeing big market movement in the favor of the side you're looking toward. And again, Milwaukee, like you said, if you can get them at that price on the money line, right now they're about minus 121, so still pretty solid if you're looking toward the Bucks. Total at about 238 in that game tonight. Hard to take an under when Brooklyn's involved, but we'll see how the pace of that game plays out. <laughs> And then, Tim, what about later tonight, though, with this Nuggets and Suns game? I mean, look, Denver catching five here, and a lot of people are thinking that it should be shorter in terms of the spread. But personally, you know, before we brought you on, I was saying that I like the Suns for the series. I laid the one and a half for the series spread. Uh, so they're laying five as Phoenix, total at about 221 and a half. Not too big a movement in terms of the total or spread. You know, game ones are always a little bit trickier to me, so I'm just doing props with this one and then the series, of course. But do you have any strong conviction for this game one? Yeah, I'm with you on the on tonight's game. I, I'm staying away from this one. I, I I might look into the prop market a little bit, um, you know, but uh, as of right now, nothing. But what I will say about Phoenix is I'm kicking myself, Danny, because you know prior to the Lakers series, I just felt like you know the, the, that Lakers series was just an awful matchup for them, and I wasn't wrong. I mean, uh, you could people out there can argue, but that, they lose that series if AD doesn't get hurt. Um, and it was over after game three. It was minus 900 for the Lakers. That being said, uh, what you saw from Phoenix in those final three games has to be encouraging. And, you know, at heading into game six, Danny, I was staring at it. It was, I think, around five or six to one, I think more closer to five to one for Phoenix to win the West. And, of course, they win, and now those odds have shrunk. Now, I think they've bounced back a little bit uh, with the Clippers taking care of business against Dallas. but. Uh, I do think Phoenix wins this series. Now, Nikola Jokic was playing out of his mind, but it's just a different monster when you're thinking about uh, the Denver Nuggets, uh, sorry, the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. I mean, the Portland Trailblazers are allergic to defense, and I think what you saw from Phoenix defensively had to be pretty encouraging. Now, uh, once again, in games two and three, Anthony Davis went off for 34 in each one of those games, and Nikola Jokic, um, all this love out there, rightfully so, for how Kawhi Leonard played against the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, are, are we just going to overlook what the league MVP did, especially in that final game against the Portland Trailblazers? He was absolutely unbelievable. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a tricky series for Phoenix, but ultimately I do believe I'm with you. I think they win this uh, for Devin Booker. I hope he keeps rolling like he is. And, you know, I would look at uh, DeAndre Ayton I, I, uh, prop market wise. I mean, he continues to really flourish there. I think uh, Danny, uh, I know you probably have it pulled up in front of you, but it, I think his point total is around 13 and a half or 15 or something like that. Um, yeah, I, yeah I think 13 and a half is where it opens, and then 14 game. and a half is where it moved. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, we're we're I mean, going I, over Aiden's prop later, so you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like DeAndre Aiden to have a decent-sized game, and, yeah, I'm looking at it right now at DraftKings. And, yeah, if you could have got it at 13 and a half, that would have been great. But I, I think Aiden has a – has a solid game because they've just been used a lot, utilizing him, Danny. And, and Nikola Jokic, tremendous offensive player, uh, but I, it's hard to trust him uh, defensively. And are they going to want to waste him 
uh, against, you know, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, that's the one thing we took from the Portland series was that it was kind of a, an optional defense type of situation. So I, I would absolutely look at some Ayton props tonight. Completely agree. I'm right, I'm right there with you, my friend. Ayton has been going off against that Lakers team, you know, even when Anthony Davis was in the mix, and now you're getting Jokic in this Nuggets team who doesn't defend the rim very well. I'm right there with you on Ayton. I think he has a good performance tonight and probably throughout the rest of the series. Now we'll see how much he can limit Jokic, if at all, but that's another story. Um, speaking of limiting players and teams here, Tim, I mean, tomorrow the Hawks and the Sixers, you know, Philly obviously off to such a slow start, but, you know, it's hard to imagine that happening again. We'll see if Embiid is going to be a full go in this next game. But Philly open at about minus five. That's where they remain. 223 is where we're seeing this total. Do you believe that the Sixers bounce back in game two? I do. I think they win this series as well. Um, you know, it's it, Atlanta's been really impressive, obviously. And, and JVT and I talked about it on the nightcap. You know, we both were in on the Hawks in the series against the Knicks. And that one was a lot easier than I anticipated. I thought that would be a seven game series, but ultimately they win it in five. I just think that at the end of the day, Philadelphia had just some poor, poor decisions defensively. I don't know what Danny Green is doing ever guarding Trey Young. I mean, I know he was a defensive player in the year once upon a time, but come on now, what are we doing? So I think we see uh, Ben Simmons and I know he's been calling for it. I think they throw him on there. They try to mix things up. And I, I, I look at this game come, uh, uh, come tomorrow right, as a double-digit win for the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I really think they have to have to shoot their career. So, like, uh, look at Philadelphia. I'm talking to it looks like we're losing Tim a little bit, guys. But like you were saying, if you could hear and make out what he was saying, uh, Sixers with a double-digit win, I believe, is what he was leaning toward in that spot against the Nuggets. Or, excuse me, not against the Nuggets, obviously, going against the Hawks. But, I mean, he makes a good point, too, defensively. You know, you can't have Danny Green out there against Trey Young, who's just going to torch you. He's another guy where, you know, you can't stop him. You can only hope to limit him. He's still going to get his cake and then some. So you got to throw out a guy who is still up potentially for Defensive Player of the Year in Ben Simmons. Realistically, it's Gobert. But, you know, at the same time, Ben Simmons is a guy who has to step up in that spot. And it's a completely different mismatch in terms of size. Yes, Ben Simmons is huge, and Trey Young is a guard, and Ben Simmons can play power forward if need be. But if that's going to be the way that you can limit Trey Young, that's what needs to be implemented. And, you know, Tim was also saying that he likes the 76ers to come back and win this series. And again, if you missed it at the beginning of the segment, that's what I was alluding to as well in one of the bets that I did make for the series because I think it's a huge overreaction seeing, you know, the Sixers just really get off to that slow start in Atlanta, keep cruising from that series against the Knicks. You could get a minus 122 now. I would still play that. I snagged them about minus 118. Some spots they were plus money yesterday. So you've seen the market think, okay, wait a minute. That's that big of an overreaction, plus money people hammered it. Now you're seeing it kind of get to the favored spot for Philadelphia and increasing and increasing it. Look, especially if they win game two, obviously it's going to increase more so in favor of Philly. Now going back to Atlanta, that's going to be an interesting story. I mean, the series I'm sure is going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a fun one. And again, it always revolves around what you can get out of Joel Embiid and if the Sixers still can develop a rhythm defensively. So, you know, that's what you got to have happen if you think Philly comes back and wins it. Again, Tim thinking that, I'm thinking that. So hopefully we get a good performance from Philly tomorrow night. And really quick, just because we didn't have time to get to it with Tim, uh, the opening lines for the Clippers and Jazz for game one. Los Angeles, they opened catching three and a half. Now it's up to four at Bet Rivers, plus 138. 
for the Clippers on the road. Utah and Salt Lake City lane minus 165. Total 221.5 is where it opens, so the under getting a little bit of attention, actually. And now we're seeing it at about 220, courtesy of Bet Rivers. So big thanks to Tim Murray for hopping on. Love getting some of his basketball analysis. We're switching it up a little bit, though. I got an early hockey play for tomorrow's slate. I'll tell you which one that is. Coming up next right here on Rush Hour, all on Beeson Esports. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get the most out of all odds with Pet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Once again, daily hometown discounts all available at BetRivers.com. Back at it. It is Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. 
Everybody pumped up for all the postseason action and Major League Baseball regular season as well. The Bruins and Islanders game already getting underway here. And I believe last I saw, I don't see the score right now, but it was 1-1. One one. Islanders tied it up. And the crowd not as happy as that as they were for the Bruins' original goal. So, again, we'll keep you updated with some of the live lines on that and what have you. But uh, let's kind of get a preview of the later hockey game tonight. And, man, this series, if you've been back in the Jets, we did in game one. It's been disappointing to say the least. And Montreal... No different here with that momentum. They are still the favorite in this series. Well, obviously in the series, but for this game, uh, at Bet Rivers are up to minus 150 on the money line. Winnipeg looking to avoid the sweep. They are plus 130, total at 5.5. Now, Montreal opened up about minus 145 or so. So you're getting a little bit of attention naturally toward the Canadians. And honestly, you know, in, in most other series, you would think, how could you do that? Because not how could you do that, but it's tough to do it a little bit more so when you're facing not only elimination, but a sweep, obviously. And, you know, hockey is such a sport where you like to take advantage of the underdogs, and it's just tough here with Montreal to go against them. And I, I get, you know, I, the Canadians for me have been a team that I've hated so much throughout the season, and it worked so well because they were such a volatile team, and they were very frustrating. So you could take advantage of these opportunities, but it's hockey, and this is what happens in the postseason sometimes. You get a hot goalie, you get a hot team who rides a nice wave and gets some momentum against maybe some favorable squads. I mean, the Maple Leafs getting the dub there was impressive, but the Jets just have nothing going their way right now. So I'm going to be staying away from this one because I don't really want to lay the minus 150 with Montreal. And, you know, again, facing a sweep right here, it's tough to go against the Jets, but the small lean would have to be with Montreal, if anything, in this spot. If you're more curious about the total, Five and a half is where we're seeing it. Over is the dog, plus 114. Under your lane, minus 134. But five and a half is where that total is currently resting. All right, let's get an early preview for Mignogna, though. Let's start with the Hurricanes and the Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay leads this series 3-1, to one, looking to move on. And on the road, they are the favorite here, minus 120. Carolina about plus 103 at home as the dog. This total, again, we're seeing at five and a half. And again, the over is the dog, plus 112. The under, minus 132. Opener had Tampa Bay minus 115, so it seems like a little bit of the movement has gone toward the Lightning. This is another spot here, I mean, at home as a dog, trying to avoid elimination. Probably not going to be touching this one. Uh, the total's a little bit more intriguing, if anything, but, you know, I, I really haven't touched too many totals when it comes to the playoffs. Again, you know, such a market that's volatile to me that I kind of want to avoid. Didn't really do it during the regular season. The postseason even a little bit more trickier to handicap, in my opinion. I do think the Lightning, you know, they're going to win this series again. As I've said before, aside from VGK, Tampa Bay's been the team. That was my second choice to win the Cup. But this game may be a little bit tricky. Would almost maybe consider Carolina with a little bit of the plus money here at home as the dog. But, you know, not going to be touching that one. The one I am playing, though, how about VGK in Colorado? Now, again, I just said VGK was the one team that I did bet to win the Cup a couple months ago at 9-1. to And... In this spot, I'm actually going to be fading them here. I was very excited and loved that they got those two dubs at home at T-Mobile Arena. But going back to Colorado here, the Avalanche, they opened about minus 140. That's where I snagged them at. And now at Bet Rivers, you're seeing them upwards of minus 150 are the Avalanche. This total also at 5.5. The over is even money. Under your lane, minus 118 if you think it goes in that direction. And look, I'm not saying that Colorado's going to win the series, and that's why I'm betting it. Vegas just has been a team that has been an absolute beast at home compared to on the road. And Colorado losing those two games, yes, it looks like the momentum has completely swung toward Vegas, but I think Colorado has a nice bounce-back spot here. And also I was playing it early because I kind of envisioned this line moving 
bigly in favor of Colorado. And you saw it happen originally, but now it's slowly come back down toward Vegas. We'll see where it ends up. But my thought process, Avalanche going back home. You know, Vegas hasn't played as well on road ice this whole season, really. And again, I thought the line was going to increase in favor of Colorado and obviously still could and did at Bet Rivers up to minus 150. But I like the Avalanche in this spot. Hoping Vegas wins the whole series, but I do think the Avalanche bounce back in this spot and take game five and a 3-2 lead against the Golden Knights. All right, let's get you some more betting action coming your way. Seth will go to the hardwood. A few player props that I like tonight in that matchup between the Suns and the Nuggets. We talked about DeAndre Aiden. I'll tell you which way I'm going with his prop, as well as Mikael Bridges and one other. Stick around. We'll let you know next. We have a new feature on vcent.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game throughout the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. You can check this info out daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find the best betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. So start your next sports bet at vsin.com. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thanks for tuning in. We're live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5 and VEASAN at VEASAN Live. Still to come, uh, we got some more hockey talking a little bit of baseball with Adam Burke, host of ATS Radio. So we'll get some plays for him on the diamond and maybe tonight on the ice and tomorrow. We were kind of just doing that with an early look ahead play that I did with Colorado minus 140 against the Golden Knights still open the Golden Knights win the series but as for game five I'm thinking a good look there with the Avalanche potentially but speaking of good looks let's keep it a little bit closer being tonight and on the hardwood with some player props in the NBA this evening now focusing solely on this Nuggets and Suns game in terms of the spread we talked about this with Tim Murray and Phoenix we see as a five-point favorite they're also laying minus two dollars on the money line, Denver on the road, plus 165. Total at 221 and a half. I do think the Suns win this series. Again, a play that I did have for this series was laying the series spread at one and a half with Phoenix, meaning if they sweep, win in five or six, I would win my bet. Got it at about plus 115. So I think they are the better team in the spot. As for game one, game ones to me are just always a little bit trickier to handicap. I lean toward Phoenix here, but overall, thought there was more conviction and better angles with the props, which we typically dive into with the NBA. So uh, that's a familiar angle that we take here on the program. So let's get started with Aaron Gordon and his points prop at 11 and a half, shaded to the over, minus 127. The under is even money. Now, again, you know, I've been critical of Aaron Gordon and since he's been implemented with the Nuggets, not in the sense of just how efficient he's been overall, but more so the lack of production offensively. And they haven't really needed him to step up on that side of the ball when they're on that nice winning streak. But in this postseason, without Jamal Murray, he has to do that. And Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that steps up to that role. But if the Nuggets want to continue on in this playoff uh, format, I mean, they obviously need another scorer in Aaron Gordon who could be that guy. 
but 11 and a half, I mean, I get why it's there, but it just seemed a little bit too low. I laid the minus 127 to go to the over because he is averaging 12 and a half points per game this postseason. He went over it in five out of six contests against the Blazers. Now, again, Portland, certainly a worse defensive team than you're going to see with the Suns. But Aaron Gordon has matched up against the Suns once. It was his last game with the Magic, actually. He dropped 13 points. But when you look at his shot selection, half of them are coming at the rim this postseason. And he's connecting on about 54% of them, to be exact. Now, the Suns, when they went up against the Lakers in the postseason, they allowed them to get about 40% of their shot, up, uh, shot attempts up at the rim compared to just 33% in the regular season. The Suns also allowed the Lakers to make 61% at the rim compared to 65% in the regular season, which did rank 24th worst in the league. So again, Lakers weren't doing that well when shooting at the rim, but the Suns have a great defense where they slacked the most was at the rim. So that was the weakest part of their defense. And this is more so of an angle that, look, Aaron Gordon, while he's not, you know, stuffing the statue with his points, he has gone over that the last five out of six games in the playoffs. They need him to step up. 11 and a half is short, and I think he goes over that. And I laid the minus 127 with Aaron Gordon and his points prop this evening. But let's flip the script. Let's talk about a couple Phoenix Suns players. And as we alluded to with Tim Murray, let's go with the big man, DeAndre Ayton. Now, full disclosure, 13 and a half is where I snagged this number at. It's up to 14 and a half now, but the over still could be a good look. And I did lay a decent price here to go over 13 and a half, minus 141 to be exact. Look, he averaged 16 points per game against the Lakers and went over this mark in four out of six games. Plus, versus the Nuggets in three games this regular season, averaged 22 points per game against the Nuggets. He went over it in three out of three games, dropped 27, 22, and 17 respectively. Now, Denver is allowing opponents to shoot 68% at the rim, which is dead last during the regular season and still abysmal throughout this postseason. With, the, with DeAndre Ayton, I mean, 82% of his shots are coming at the rim this postseason, and he's connecting on 88% of them. He's been really efficient offensively. The concern would be, well, is he going to be too focused on Jokic defensively that that's going to limit him offensively? And I did consider that, but realistically, again, like we were talking about with Tim Murray, I mean, Jokic is kind of a defensive liability in his own. I mean, he's going to be focused on scoring the ball. That's the only way that Denver can keep up in this game, in this series, and throughout the rest of the postseason. So I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue. And I do like Aiden. Again, I got 13 and a half. You subscribe to Visa and you get a hold of the best bet emails. We can get you some of those early numbers. But 13 and a half, I went over minus 141. 14 and a half, I still would look over. But again, you know, concerning where the number was at earlier, not as quick to want to rush to the counter to bet it but I still think we could see him probably get into that 16 point range so if you like it still 14 and a half I would go over with Aiden but 13 and a half is the number that I got it at I think it's still a favorable matchup for the big man on Phoenix and then let's get to our main man Mikael Bridges he has been a fan favorite here on the show I honestly think we've probably bet him maybe five or six times and more often than not maybe every single time I don't want to jinx it you know knock on wood but He's gone in the right direction that we've needed him to, and I think we've always taken the over with him. And I've stayed away from it in this past series because it was a tougher matchup against the Lakers. And, you know, even though his number was still in the same range of about 11 and a half, I didn't touch it, and he didn't really do that well, so thankfully we stayed away. But I think this series is a good opportunity for him. 11 and a half is where we're seeing his prop. Minus 134 is where you're seeing the over at. And I'm going over here with Bridges. We're relying on our boy to come through for us once again because he did just go over that mark once against the Lakers. But against the Nuggets during the regular season, he went over it in two out of three games. Dropped 11, 14, and 24 respectively, but averaged 16 points per game in three contests against the Nuggets. 
Now, his shot selection during this postseason has really been from beyond the arc. But if you look what he did during the regular season, why, why he was so efficient is that, you know, 34% of his shots came at the rim and 44% from beyond the arc. That's where he thrived. And he was making 76% at the rim and 43% from three-point range. Now, this postseason, again, over 60% are coming from beyond the arc, and he's making just 38%. But the fact of the matter is that, again, if you look at what he did throughout the long term, the bigger sample size during the regular season, he was pretty evenly spread out at the rim and from beyond the arc. And like we've talked about with the Nuggets, they're allowing opponents to shoot 68% at the rim, which was dead last in the NBA. Plus, from beyond the arc, they're allowing opponents to shoot 43% from beyond the arc this postseason, being against the Blazers. You know that's where the Blazers make a lot of their money is from beyond the arc. So you don't want to almost take that into too much account. But 11 and a half, a short number with Bridges. You got to lay the price. But I do think that is the right move tonight with Mikhail Bridges. So in summation, we're going over with Mikhail Bridges, 11 and a half. Eaton, we snagged at 13 and a half to the over. And Aaron Gordon, another guy at 11 and a half. We had to lay with some of these. But I think because it's the first game, you're getting a better look at some of these props. So as always, best of luck if you tell, and hopefully we cash some winners. More winners coming your way up next with Adam Burke talking hockey and baseball. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boost on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts all available. BetRivers.com. Welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And if you see a little bit of a smile on my face, it's because Tom Thibodeau was just announced Coach of the Year. And we are very happy here on Rush Hour because if you've been following along, not only did we have Julius Randle, most improved player, at 20 to 1, but we snagged Tom Thibodeau, Coach of the Year, at 16 to 1. So get ready to cash those tickets, baby. It was crazy because he went from 16 to 1, then to like 20 to 1 and 25 to 1, and then all the way down to 5 to 1. It just goes to show that, hey, if you keep your ear to the grindstone and you kind of paying attention to what some of these reporters are saying who are the ones actually making the votes, you can take advantage of these huge plus prices with some of these awards. So uh, very excited to look forward to some of that next year too. But uh, shout out to Jacob Roach also. Uh, got a good cash on that. Gave us a Julius Randle one. Said keep a lookout for that and Tom Thibodeau as well. So 16-1 Tom Thibodeau, very happy here on the show. But all right, let's move forward. We've talked plenty of basketball tonight. Time for some baseball action. And for that, we're going to bring in Adam Burke at Skating Tripods. It's where you can follow him on Twitter, host of ATS Radio. Great job covering baseball and hockey, which we'll get to as well. Uh, Adam, let's start off with this Los Angeles Angels-Kansas City Royals game. Not the deepest slate naturally tonight with Major League Baseball, but saw big movement in this one. With the Angels opening about minus 126, now they're up to minus 162. This total at about 9. Appreciate you joining on also. So uh, a lot to get to, but what do you think about this game with the Angels? Big movement coming that way. Yeah, definitely big line movement in this game, Danny. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with Dylan Bundy and the fact that Dylan Bundy has one of the lowest left on base percentages in baseball, around 60%. League average is 72.2%. So, Bundy has not had a lot of luck stranding runners so far this season. Big ERA up over six. Some of his advanced metrics look a little bit better than that. Also the thought that maybe the ankle injury kind of starting to be behind him a little bit. Velocity kind of coming back up. And of course, for the Royals tonight, you got a debut pitcher, Jackson Coar. And, you know, Coar is a guy that's very interesting, very, very good changeup. Kind of tilts more toward the ground ball side. Sinker ball pitcher at 6.5. I thought this line got a little bit high. It kind of wound up peaking in the minus 160 range or so for the Angels, as you mentioned. Now it's come back down a little bit. At this price point, to me, it's Royals or nothing. Didn't make a play on this game tonight, but you know Bundy has some of those regression signs. The problem is that his command just has not been good enough. He has not thrown enough quality strikes, given up a lot of home runs. Until I see something change for him, I can't trust what's there, even if the numbers suggest that he should get better. That's exactly my thought process. I mean, and not only with Bundy, but even with this Angels team who have been so volatile and so hard to trust, I, I've really tried to avoid him at all costs. And I guess my thought process, again, you know, like we said, you know, big line movement to, to uh, Los Angeles here. But with the debut of Coar, is that kind of a spot you look to stay away from? Because either sometimes these guys just you know, a little bit anxious, they're shaky, they're rocky, they get off to a bad start, or they just kind of have an out-of-body experience and have a great debut. That's at least how I look at it and try to stay away from it. Are those spots you shy away from or maybe attack because of those reasons? Yeah, I think it's a really good question, a really interesting question at that. If you've got a lefty who throws from kind of a unique arm slot, maybe has a unique kind of pitch mix, something like that, 
Lefties, you know, just kind of more difficult to pick up. You're facing a right-handed pitcher about 70% of the time. So if you see a lefty and one that you never see, maybe that's a guy I'd be a little bit more likely to bet on in his debut. But as far as Coart tonight, you know, like I said, 6'5 guy gets some tilt on that sinker, throws a really good changeup. The pieces are there for him to have a pretty good debut tonight. I don't know if he will, but you know, like I said, not really a game that I had on my radar, although he does throw very hard. So that could be something that maybe helps him out tonight, probably getting an extra tick or two on that fastball from being so amped up for his debut. Okay, and well, let's look at the other game. We're very fond of that here in the Chicagoland area. The Cubs taking on the Padres in Chicago. Swept the Padres just last week, so San Diego certainly will be looking for some revenge in this series. And they're the favorite here at home, minus 122. Chicago plus 105, total at about 8. Got Alzali going against Weathers. And Alzali, well, you know, he's been a guy when he originally came up was kind of hard to trust, but this year he's been a little bit more consistent. And Weathers, you see his ERA at 2.06, but then you look at his XFIP at 4.47. Maybe a spot to look to fade him here. I I'm going to be sticking away from this one, but how do you think uh, Weathers and the Padres fare up against the Cubs? Yeah, I actually decided to fade both pitchers in this game and took the over. Got seven and a half earlier this morning. It had touched eight previously at some of the global books, then went back to seven and a half, now sitting eight market wide. And really for both of these guys, I think there are some concerns and some questions. Uh, you know, for Alzale, as you mentioned, a guy that gives up a lot of home runs. You know, that's really been his biggest issue here so far this season. And this Padres offense, I just keep waiting for them to get better. They are second in raw number of batted balls hit at least 95 miles per hour, but they're 30th in batting average on those batted balls. So they're making hard contact. They're just not having the positive outcomes that you would expect to see. So I do like this offense. I do like this offense against Alzale, a guy who's got a hard hit percentage over 40%. And then on the weather side, very low batting average on balls in play, very high left on base percentage, a guy that you expect to have a correction with his ERA, as you mentioned, the high XFIP, uh, the FIP is a little bit higher as well, gives up a lot of hard contact. I think both offenses have some success tonight. As I said, I played over seven and a half, maybe a smaller play on over eight now that this line has moved. But I think the side is really interesting because we saw initial Padres money overnight. Then we saw some Cubs buyback. Now the lines just kind of settled in a little bit. So some influential groups on both sides of this game but pretty much everybody on the over so far that I've seen. Yeah, and I think it's just tricky overall, and I would do the same angle you did. I think I would just opt to do the total and go over because, again, you know, a little bit of uncertainty with both pitchers. But, you know, this Cubs team coming off that hot performance against the Padres, obviously, like I alluded to, Padres looking for revenge, and then the Cubs having a tough series on the West Coast already against the Giants, just kind of tricky overall. Now, with that being said, you know, a lot of hype around the Cubs as of late. Are you buying into the Chicago team, or do you think they just caught a hot streak and you probably wouldn't dabble with them in terms of the futures to win the NL Central? I hate to do this with the Illinois-centric market. It sounds like we've got here on this show, but I'm not <laughs> fully buying the Cubs. You know, I mean, offensively, they're a little bit better than league average, and I think that's sustainable, especially when you talk about the contract years that guys like Rizzo and Bryant and Baez are in. What I don't buy is the pitching staff and specifically the bullpen. I mean, this is a bullpen that leads all of Major League Baseball and left on base percentage. So as a result, they've been able to outperform what I think is their true talent level. We saw the Indians come into the weekend with the highest left on base percentage as a bullpen. And on Sunday, they gave up every run possible pretty much against Baltimore. So 
there will be a correction to this Cubs bullpen. I'm not exactly sure when it happens. That's kind of tough to pinpoint. But I just don't know if this pitching staff is able to hold up. They probably have the best offense in the division, and especially with the Reds' home road splits. I just don't know if this pitching staff is going to be able to sustain 162 games here for the Cubs. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, as fun as it is to want to get in and have the full excitement for Chicago, the fan of me just knows, eh, we've been let down plenty of times, barring 2016. So I'm a little suspect with this Cubs team, but it's oh, been man. fun for this yeah. moment. We'll of course see if you they had to mention it. 2016. I'm a Cleveland guy, so of course you had to mention 2016. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I guess subconsciously I knew somehow. Sorry about that. We'll move on. We'll move on. We'll talk some hockey here. Uh, any thoughts tonight with the Canadians and the Jets in this game? Man, Winnipeg has been disappointing in this series. Montreal catching a hot goalie, just a hot team overall. They're up to minus 150 at Bet Rivers, plus 130 on the other side for the Jets. Total at five and a half, pretty shaded pretty heavily to the under here, minus 134. Anything you like in this game tonight? I think Montreal wins it. I think the Canadians do finish off the series tonight, but that minus 150 price is, is a little bit cost prohibitive for me, especially when you consider this line was about 25 cents cheaper for game three last night. So you are paying that premium here where Montreal has looked very good in this series. And the Jets just can't mount anything offensively without Mark Shifley in the lineup. And, and we knew that that was going to be a concern for them. They're not a very deep offensive team. They really kind of live on Connor Hellebuck taking over games and, and stealing a lot of those games. Carey Price has played well. He's played better than Hellebuck in this series. But that's the biggest thing for me is that the Jets just aren't creating any offense whatsoever in Shifley's absence. And the thing I don't think people really realized about Montreal coming into the playoffs here is that they were actually a pretty darn good team at five on five. And they've been a really good five on five team winning six straight games. They haven't trailed in any of those six games. I think they do finish this thing off tonight, but that minus 150 price, a little bit too inflated, a little bit too rich for my blood. I'm with you, my friend. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Hard to go against that hot team in Montreal. Minus 150, a little bit too high, though, but they do seem like the right team in this spot. Hey, Adam, we're up against it. Love to have you on and look forward to doing it again soon. And maybe next time we'll get to handicap your Indians at a game that they'll be looking pretty good, my friend. Absolutely, Danny. Have a good night, man. All right, there he is, Adam Burke. Great last name, by the way, of course. Got to love that. At Skating Tripods is where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch him hosting ATS Radio. A good insight all around when it comes to baseball and hockey. But in regards to basketball, in case you missed it earlier, we had plenty of picks tonight throughout the show. So do a quick recap of that really quick. With the player props tonight, looking at the Nuggets and the Suns, we played over 11.5 at about minus 120 with Aaron Gordon. Mikhail Bridges over 11.5 as well. How about DeAndre Ayton over 13.5? I know that one moved up to 14.5. Remember to subscribe to VEASAN, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get those emails with the daily best bets early on. I submit those throughout the day, uh, pretty much in the morning, so you get a hold of some of those best numbers. In terms of hockey, though, looking forward to tomorrow, I laid minus 140 with the Avalanche, thinking it's a good bounce-back spot for them. And just looking a little bit further down the road, the Sixers to win the series, minus 118. And the Suns on the series spread, minus 1.5 at plus 115. Found a really good price with that. I think Phoenix has a good opportunity in this series against the Nuggets. As always, best of luck if you tail. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. We'll catch up again tomorrow from all of us here at Beeson. Take care and catch some winners.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.